Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Here we go. Rivalry week in Colorado. Fellas, I can't wait for this weekend, man. I cannot wait. Welcome into the Denver Sports Podcast. We are presented by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Check out the Broncos Country Pale Ale, the official uh, beer of the month here at the wow. DNVR bar. You can get one for six bucks all September long. Uh, I'm sure a bunch of you guys will hit that up. We'll probably hit that up maybe a little mm-hmm. later today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're talking rivalries on the Denver Sports Podcast today, and we got a couple great ones this weekend. Colorado, Nebraska, Broncos, Raiders, and to help me do that, I got Jake Schwanitz. He covers the buffs for us. Henry Chisholm mm-hmm. covers the Broncos for us. I'm Harrison Wind. Fellas, how hyped are we for this weekend? Beyond hyped. Yeah. I can't wait, man. Uh, Saturday is going to be just scenes all over the place, and then we get to put the cherry on top and beat the Raiders' ass on Sunday. <laughs> I know. Saturday, Buffs, Cornhuskers, 10 a.m. That's the only bad thing about Oof. this game. It's at 10 a.m., which is it's just rough. like, come on, man. And then Broncos-Raiders on on Sunday, man. First first Broncos game. I guess that's the biggest difference between these two mm-hmm. games. The Buffs are one of the broncos Oh and oh, how hyped are we for Broncos Raiders right off the bat? We are very hyped. That's going to be so much fun. I will say, though, I just got back from Broncos practice and having spoken to some of the guys in the locker room, a few of them said pretty clearly, and I won't I won't name names that uh, people who decide to go to the Broncos game seven, the Nebraska game are making a mistake. Like they said wow. that uh, the CU game is probably the place, to be, which is like, wow, they play, for, which is kind of crazy to hear. But like, that's. They're that's the, downplaying that's the their own season Isn't that crazy? Isn't that's that crazy? Insane. Like, for CU, too. Like, that's the world we live in now. I don't know if that makes me a little concerned about the Broncos. Or <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they are tuned into college football. They know what's up. Like, They're that is, more that's looking the story forward in to the college game on Saturday than potentially their it's game. It's like, yeah, they, they know. Like, they see what the ticket prices are. Like, they're... Yeah. They they have an understanding of what's what's happening here. The tickets are insane. It's like it four hundred bucks, five hundred bucks just to get in. It's yeah. like more expensive than thirty or uh, what is it like fifteen NFL games or something yeah. for the get yeah. in price. I wonder what the other one is. I wonder if it was last night. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I guess Bills Jets got the Aaron Rodgers debut on Monday Night Football. Mm. That can be expensive. Yep. New York market. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow's gonna be crazy. We're we're heading up from Denver at six a.m. 6 a.m. Bus leaves at 6 a.m. Not a real bus. It's just a car. And I think our tailgate, our DNVR <laughs> tailgate starts when? 7.30. 7.30 a.m. Yep. yep. Guess we're tailgating the tailgate. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you better get up to Boulder that early because I'm just yes. thinking, like, traffic's probably oh, going to start yeah. to back up 8 o'clock. Like, if you try at to get latest. into Boulder after 8, you're probably not making into the game on time. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Like, yeah. I'm I'm honestly concerned that 6... Like, I almost think there's going to be a 6 o'clock rush. Like, I feel like that's kind of... Which rush. is ridiculous, but I know yeah. there's a 7 o'clock rush. I know there's a bunch of people who are saying, like, okay, we got to leave at 7. Like, it's just a nice round number. 
like I was almost thinking like 5:45. You beat Just the six o'clock safe. rush. Yeah. yeah, you got me questioning my plans now, bro. <laughs> when are you leaving? When were you planning on going up? I was planning to pick up Alyssa around seven. <laughs> oh my goodness! Don't you want to see kickoff? Alyssa, what do you think about that? <laughs> That's plenty of time. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So we got CU Nebraska Saturday, Broncos Raiders Sunday. Let Let's start with setting the stage for CU Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake, give us the thousand foot view of of CU Nebraska, the rivalry, the history how big this game is setting up to be tomorrow at 10 a.m. I mean, you got to go back to when Bill McCartney came and was the head coach at Colorado and really put the target on Nebraska saying, this is the team, this is kind of the Stanford, we're st- uh, Stanford standard mm-hmm. we're striving to top. Um, Don't based- be Stanford. <laughs> no, no one wants to be Stanford right now. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, this is that was like the game. Like, um, If you wanted to win the Big 8 or the Big 12 back then, you had to win that game usually came down to CU, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Texas, Mm -hmm. of course, in there, too. So some sort of combination of those. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, of course, taken a bit of a hit since realignment in 2010. Uh, Nebraska left to the Big Ten. Right. Colorado goes to the Mm Pac-12. So, I mean, it's the hate's still there, though. I'll say that. it's It sucks that this game isn't played as much as it used to be, but the hate is still definitely there. I almost think that because it's not played as much, the hate in some ways can grow. Mm-hmm. Like if you're just going back and forth, back and forth, like there's this constant right. bitterness recency, but the fact that they didn't play for like a decade and then in 2018 played, like everybody had been excited about that game. I mean, since it got scheduled probably like eight years earlier. Right. right. And so when you have these gaps, it's like, you don't, you don't get many opportunities to play your favorite games. You better take advantage when you get them. Mm-hmm. I was looking up some stats just on the series. It's been, if you go back to when it started, you know, Mm -hmm. 1900s. It's been dominated by Nebraska. The season or or the the series history, Nebraska leads 49 to and 20 and two. Mm -hmm. That's like their record in the rivalry. They've dominated it. But six and six in CU and Nebraska's last 12 meetings. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, like you said, Ended in 2011 when Nebraska moved to the Big Ten, Colorado to the Big 12, and it's picked up the last couple of years. Um, Colorado views Nebraska as its biggest rival. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Does Nebraska view CU as its (laughs) biggest rival? Um, They'd probably say no. Who who is it? They'd probably say someone like Iowa or something stupid. Yeah. Somebody in the Big Ten. Yes. There is Um, no Nebraska State, is there? No, I, I wonder. So. I wonder what's up with that. Is they're like D three. Do they even exist? <laughs> I don't they know. probably don't. I've play. Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, are you sensing that it's going in the direction of like maybe Nebraska eventually viewing, or maybe in the next couple of years actually viewing CU as its biggest rival? Can you can you kind of feel that happening? I think so. I mean, these programs were kind. Of, they were both down. Really, since uh, the rivalry was renewed in 2018, Colorado, of course, won those two games. Nebraska hasn't done anything since they got into the Big Ten. And, you know, coming into this year, they were on equal footing. New coach. They heavily hit the portal. Right. Um, They were trying to, you know, rebuild and get to where they used to be. And obviously, after last weekend, it kind of seems we're moving in different directions. So I think that might 
actually, you know, spark a little more hate from the Nebraska mm -hmm. side for sure. Mm -hmm. G Wood says in the comments, Oklahoma is Nebraska's biggest rival. That's yeah. true. I've read that. They're, yeah. And does Oklahoma say Nebraska's their of. biggest rival? No, no they'll, no, they'll Texas. say Texas. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. just how rivalries go. I yep. know. I'm like Colorado does the thing with Nebraska and CSU does the thing with Colorado. <laughs> yep. Like just like the all the way down. But uh, to me, what Colorado Nebraska reminds me of is the like Avs Red Wings rivalry. Mm. Not just because like it peaked around the same time, but mm -hmm. because Nebraska kind of did get the better of the buffs but the buffs also had like the 62 36 game which is like a dagger in nebraska that sent them on a spiral like Killed the program they, exactly yeah. like they have so they have enough big wins that they can say like yeah sure you got those but remember this one it's yep. the same thing where like what it was like four of the six that the red wings won mm -hmm. against the avs yeah those yeah, other yeah. two though were a big two yeah yeah how is um how see you embracing this rivalry because Obviously, Coach Prime, brand new to this, this entire roster. I can't imagine there's a huge sense of the history of this rivalry, at least before this week and what it meant and what the history was. I can't imagine the locker room has been like, was that up to date on it? But do you feel like they've gotten a quick education on the history and they're kind of bought into it now? I, I definitely think so. I mean, the whole message this week has been it's personal from Coach yeah. Prime to all the um other coaches and players it's preaching that it's personal that you know this is something that is important to the fans to the university so it's important to us mm -hmm. and it is a collection of a lot of players from all over the country so i mean it's from the players perspective that pure hate isn't really there right but they've really embraced it and are really trying to buy into this rivalry mm -hmm. <laughs> there was a quote from jimmy horn <laughs> earlier yeah. this week it was my favorite quote <laughs> this week and i think it gives a sense of like how the locker room is taking to the rivalry somebody asked him have you found a reason to hate nebraska mm -hmm. and he goes no but i hate him yeah exactly <laughs> like that's perfect because mm -hmm. no you don't really know why you hate him but the message has been sent that we do hate them yes yes <laughs> it's just it just it's the perfect approach i feel like with a group mm -hmm. like this and that was one of my big concerns is that i mean obviously it's a whole new roster it's a whole new coaching staff how do you get that point across? And I talked to some football alumni who had that same concern. And I know that there has been a concerted effort from the program to bring in some of those players who played in some of those big games that we talked about, 62-36 being an example, yeah. and, and to kind of share those stories and try to explain what this game means. And I know, I know that the coaching staff has also yeah. placed an emphasis on that as well. So, I mean, it's not the same thing as when you had... 20 Colorado kids on the team who grew right. up hating the Huskers, yeah. but they've done their best. And I think they understand and probably understand better than I expected. Yeah. yeah. Broncos Raiders. I mean, what does this rivalry mean to Broncos fans? How big of a rivalry is this? I mean, how big of a circle does this game have, you know, mm -hmm. on the Broncos schedule and kind of just what does this game mean to start off the season for, <laughs> It's, for this team it's massive but i think you have to start by saying professional rivalries really don't exist in the same level that college rivalries do for sure. a bunch of different reasons i mean the nfl in particular you just like free agency started in 1993 i think before that if you played in the nfl you probably played for the same team for yeah. a decade and then maybe got traded maybe whatever else but but you wound up playing the same teams over and over and over again so you play them you know, twice a season. Well, back in the day when you only play 12, 14 games, that's very different yeah. even than t twice a season now when you play 17. So there's just all these little factors that go into it. Um, so it isn't 
as big. The rivalry thing just isn't as big. And part of that is the Raiders haven't had that much success or success. The Broncos also definitely haven't had that much success either. So you don't have like that history. I know I remember talking to Melvin Gordon last year, uh, who had obviously played with the Chargers about this specific thing because he'd been in the AFC West so long in Raiders week. And what he said was, I don't necessarily hate the Raiders as a concept as much as I just really hate individuals on that team. Mm. Like there's one safety in particular who always is just doing something extra. And I, it just pisses me off every time. So I just want to run him <laughs> over. And I was like, well, will you tell me who it is? And he's like, no, nah, I can't do that. And so I went to Javante. I was like, hey, Javante, have you heard like Melvin talking about like anybody in particular this week? He's like, yeah, he's talking about. I'm not gonna say who it was. I mean, it, it was exactly. one of what four guys? Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, so there is like, there are those dynamics. Probably could find who that was. The process of elimination. Yeah. It's just not the same, though. It's just not the same. Yeah. Like the stakes are just never as big. Because like those Nebraska games, is like, wow, if Colorado wins this, they might play for a national exactly. title. Exactly. Like you just you have to win every. There's just so much more importance on every individual game. Whereas in the NFL, it's like, yeah, you know, you. Go ten and seven, you're gonna be just fine. Yeah, right. What about what about from your perspective, Jake? How how big does Broncos Raiders feel from a college guy? I mean, this growing up, this was the rivalry, yes. right? Like growing up a Broncos fan, you hated the Raiders just naturally if you followed the Broncos. Those games were close. I mean, I remember the one in the snow. I think it was Monday or Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Um, that game's a classic. I mean, the the Tebow one where they mm-hmm. ran all over them will always. Mm-hmm. Stick with me. And I love how they kind of open the season with them, too. It uh, is good. Yeah, it, it is fun. good for a rivalry to kind of open the season that way. I yeah, agree. But, I mean, I what Hank said, it's kind of just faded because neither team's really been good. You know, they're not playing for the division title when these two teams match up or haven't mm-hmm. been recently. So yeah. it, it's just missing that little extra oomph right now. Exactly. And I think a lot of it, it's the fans who feel it more than the yes. players. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's one of those things where, sure, the players might change teams every three years in the NFL, maybe even less than that. Fans, though, like if you're a 50 year old Bronco fan, you've hated the Bronco or hated the Raiders for 50 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just how it goes. Yeah. With how often like players change teams now, mm-hmm. it's tough. I agree mm-hmm. to like really, really have the same hatred that you used to have back mm-hmm. in the day. Um, but the Raiders are still the Raiders. Exactly. Yep. They're still silver and black. Yep. Mm-hmm. They still are owned by the Davis family. Mm-hmm. You've still got Rough. some through lines there that that can spark something. Absolutely. And I think spark something's the right phrase. Because I know know there's players in that locker room who hate Max Crosby. Because Max Crosby, when he plays the Broncos, is on pace for setting, like, the the all-time single-season record. He'd have, Mm -hmm. like, 24 sacks if he played the Broncos every game because he has, whatever, 11 and a half in 10 games. Against the rest of the league, he'd be on pace for a seven and a half sack season. Like, he's just dominated the Broncos. Same thing with Josh Jacobs. Josh sure. Jacobs, seven and oh yeah. against the Broncos. Like, since Josh Jacobs got to the Raiders, they've they've scored 28.3 points per game against the Broncos. They've scored 19.1 against the rest of the league. Like, I know that they hate Josh Jacobs. I know that they hate Max Crosby. So you do feel some of that, but it's just not the same. I think a lot of it just comes in moments yeah. where I think right now there's there's a little Nuggets Lakers <laughs> thing that goes on because the nuggets are coach Malone is the Lakers daddy. And so <laughs> that's going to be like this thing that happens for a season and it'll die down. Maybe like they seem like they're so, so short, short lived, short lived at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, let's hit a quick break. Lots more Broncos Raiders talk on the other side. Eventually I'm going to make both these guys give their predictions let's for go. Broncos Raiders. 
Colorado, Nebraska, and give me kind of maybe their one player they think is going to really show out. We'll get to all that uh, on the other side here. Guys, on DraftKings Sportsbook, can you believe we've had seven months without an NFL game? Well, until wow. last night. Uh, that's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. I won some money last night. Me too. Thanks to <laughs> yeah. the seven-point early win. Yes. Dude, shout out DraftKings. Lead. Shout out DraftKings for these awesome <laughs> NFL promotions. And um, also, I was watching the Broncos show, and all you guys were picking the Lions. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. there's no freaking way. Like These guys uh, just hate the Chiefs. But no, y'all no. picked the Lions. Yep. And Made some money. They won. Uh, the NFL is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner. The NFL is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. Uh, this week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. So it's super simple. Drop $5 on an NFL game. If you're a new customer, get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That Your bet doesn't even have to come through. Just put that bet down, get 200 bucks. Mm -hmm. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly. Just for betting five bucks, that's code DNVR only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369 in Connecticut. Help is available for problems with gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort, Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in, in Ontario. CDKNG.co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance <laughs> eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. There is a fly. <laughs> this, it's been here all day. It's yeah. just it's out of control right now. And the thing is, they can't see it on the camera. So if you just pretend <laughs> yeah, it's just not there, feel, nobody would ever know. I feel like it's I'm going to swallow it. Yeah, I'm, I know. It's going to like go into my mouth eventually <laughs> that's, that's what i'm worried about um if you are looking for last minute tickets maybe not to colorado nebraska you have but to pay to up there <laughs> broncos raiders didn't get it damn it check out the game time app buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Game time. It just doesn't have sports. It has concerts, shows, comedy, theater, mm -hmm. whatever you want. Game time has tickets for you. They've got killer deals on last-minute tickets. Best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that mm -hmm. you'll have. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code DNVR for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, but create that account, redeem code DNVR for $20 off. Download the Game Time app. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. I'm I'm gonna kill this fly. <laughs> but I can't. That's the only problem. Yeah, they're so quick. <laughs> they are quick. All right, back here on the Denver Sports Podcast. We're presented by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Talking rivalry week in Colorado. Broncos, Raiders, Buffs, Nebraska. What do we think is the bigger rivalry? They've both been around a long time. There's been, you know, parody in both. What do we think? I think I'll go to you first, Jake. I think the CU Nebraska one, just because there's more pure hate. But I don't know. Like, as a Broncos fan, you know, there's many historical moments in this game. They've been playing in the... Mm -hmm same division for i don't know basically since these teams ever existed mm -hmm. so 
It's really close to me, but I, you know, I'd give the edge to college football just because, you know, we already kind of went into it. It kind of mm-hmm. means a little more in the context right, of the right season. now, present day in this moment, it feels like Colorado, Nebraska, and I think a big reason of that is obviously how this program is looked at right now mm-hmm. compared to how it's been looked at for the last decade mm-hmm. with Coach Prime coming off that Week One win. Um, but is that just recency bias, Hank, or or do you also yeah. feel like that's bigger right now? I kind of think that's how rivalries work, though, is there's like ebbs and flows. So what's the biggest rivalry? Yeah. I mean, right now it's definitely CU Nebraska. But at its peak, I think you can make the case that you go back to like the prob- like 90s probably mm-hmm. is the peak. You know, it's like the it's all over fat man type stuff. You know, mm-hmm. Shannon Sharp going after John Madden. I at the peak, I think that probably was Broncos Raiders. Right now, though, it is CU Nebraska. Like, it's just both sides have wanted it for so long. And you have those two games, 2018 and 2019. Both of those games, Nebraska, the better team. Like, heavy, heavy favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Colorado steals them both. So that yeah. just pisses the Nebraska fans off even more. Then yeah. you've got all this more recent stuff. New, like, I do think that right now it is Colorado Nebraska. And it's not close. Is. Broncos Raiders is like a top what rivalry in the NFL. It, it, look, <sighs> I was looking up a list of NFL rivalries. It's a ways down. And it is a ways down, but the ones above it are like Giants, Cowboys, yep. Jets, Patriots, Steelers, Ravens. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, granted, I'm not like that totally just like embedded with the nfl like i know those are rivalries but i just i don't really get the sense of how big they are broncos raiders feels like it's a little underrated in that sense they've been playing together forever there have been some you know peak moments of that rivalry Mm -hmm. it feels like a top rivalry in the nfl to me yeah i mean again if you were to go back to 2005 and put this list together be like oh broncos raiders that's crazy like yep. you have the mike shanahan flip-flop drama mm-hmm. going on um like they had all those moments there just hasn't there haven't been too many moments in this rivalry recently yeah. like it's just been dry meanwhile i think that even through dry spells you know for example like ravens and steelers i think that there might just be a little bit more juice there yeah. like mm-hmm. i think that the broncos raiders rivalry hasn't survived the dry times as well as some of those others maybe have. And I think it's possible to get it back. And as soon as you do have a little bit of momentum here, a little bit of hatred here, then you get to point back to that history and say like, and look what it was. But right now it just dried out so much that that hatred doesn't, it doesn't exist the way that it used to. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of the same. I think of like NFL rivalries. I think of, you know, like when the Seahawks and the Niners were going at it Mm -hmm. about 10 years ago. Um, like what the Falcons and the Saints have, where the fans mm-hmm. truly bitterly hate each other, and it yep. seems like that bleeds through through the team. You know, through the team, uh, Raven Steelers is up there. So, I mean, it's one of the more historical ones. But yeah, right mm-hmm. now it's, I don't know, is it even top fifteen? Probably not. I mean, it's just so tough to count though, because like Cowboys Eagles, that's a good one, yeah. right? But you also yeah. have Cowboys Niners, which is probably way up at the right. top of the list. So you have these teams that like double count because they have the multiple rivalries you know packers bears is up there mm-hmm. um there's just it's it's tough to crack the top of that list and i think again like 2005 you ask who's in the top 10 i think broncos raiders is yeah yeah as of now though it's just it, it's just faded away too much what would um switching back to Colorado, nebraska what would a win mean for colorado 
um, not just in the rivalry, mm -hmm. but at this point in the season, how significant would it be? How much momentum would it give the program if they did get the W? I mean, I think it's kind of what they expect, honestly, what the team expects, what Coach Prime expects. Mm -hmm. um, I think it would solidify them as a team in college football this year that is going to make some noise. Mm -hmm. uh, we've, I mean, if you watched Nebraska last week, they really struggled offensively, and I think Colorado thinks they can really take advantage of that, mm -hmm. of their quarterback and his ability or lack thereof to throw the football and it would just show that the rebuild is right on schedule if not ahead of schedule for this entire program and I think it would you know make Nebraska fans kind of think twice about Matt Rule already in week two of his first year like look yeah. at what coach Prime was able to do rebuilding a roster in one offseason mm -hmm. they didn't do that in Nebraska so right mm -hmm. and then conversely what would a win mean for Broncos for the Broncos over the Raiders not just from a rivalry mm -hmm. perspective but from first game of the season perspective. It's, it's massive. I mean, there is just so much to win here and so much to lose. Because, again, like, first of all, you got to set the stage with the fact that the Broncos have lost six in a row to the Raiders. Like, mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a monkey you want to get off your back. And they've just been dominated by, by the two good players that they have. I mean, they have three. They have Devontae Adams, who's been very good. Broncos but, have really lost six games in a row to the oh, Raiders. Oh, yeah, six in a row. And, and, and it's not even like these have been great Raiders teams. No. And again, like, so Josh Jacobs, he's drafted in 2019, beats the Broncos his first game, misses the second game, and that's the last time the Raiders, or the Broncos beat the Raiders, and has played ever since. So he's 7-0. It's like, it's just that era that has been defined. So I think that that's a monkey at Broncos fans want to get off their back. The Raiders are also a bad team. Like, just objectively, you look at power rankings, they're not going to be in the top 25. Like, they're they're not a good team. They just have a few good players. Yeah. You have McDaniels as their head coach. You look back through this whole... I mean, so Mike Shanahan is the head coach, I think, for 14 years. And in the nine years since... Or no, it'd be 14 years since, I, I think it actually is. Um, the Bronx Fed nine coaches i think eight or nine coaches if you count the interims so ever there's just been no stability yeah. since josh mcdaniels took that spot so now you have him coming back after he went two and oh against the broncos last year and a season that was otherwise a train wreck you have sean payton coming in saying like hey i can i can be a legitimate head coach well if you're a legitimate head coach you should be able to beat this terrible terrible team yep. but with all this history there it's just tough to believe that that's going to happen because we've seen Josh Jacobs run for 100 yards a game and just win every single time. Right. So there's a lot. What what would a loss mean? Um, what, what, what's the story coming out of the Broncos locker room if they lose? The tough part is, like, I don't think that Broncos fans are super excited right now. Like, you bring in Sean Payton, there should be this big bump in expectations and yeah. not even expectations, just general vibes. Why, like, you should why feel aren't better. people more excited? Is it because it's pretty much the same roster? Yeah, same roster. We saw what Russell Wilson did last year. And on top of that, it's been seven years in a row of missing the playoffs, six years in a row of losing records. And before that, the Broncos had appeared in more Super Bowls than they had losing records. Yeah. But now this has just become kind of the world that they live in. And there's... The, it's it's tough to have belief and hope at this point and so it's like yeah sean payton still doesn't get people going the way that it probably should and that's why if you lose this game i don't i don't know that you lose too much just because the standards the expectations are already just kind of low people expect the broncos to be pretty lame still i feel like there's a ton riding on this game for the yep. broncos because mm -hmm. if they win and they win in somewhat convincing mm -hmm. fashion even if they just get a win you can talk yourself into the Sean Payton sure. revival. Yep. But if they lose, 
the sky will be falling, I feel like. I it's mean, like, yep, they're bad. Going to be questions about Russ. Yeah. Going to be questions about the overall construction of the roster, George Payton. Like, yep. it, op- it opened <sighs> Pandora's box. They lose this game, I yeah. think. And you just look at through the lens of, I mean, how many teams will they play that are worse than the Raiders? Like, yeah. the Texans probably are. Mm-hmm. I think the Bears probably are, but some people might not. Like, there's only a couple. You play the Texans on the road. Like, this is... Right. This is arguably the easiest game on the schedule when you don't look at the the matchups and what's happened recently. So you just look at it that way and say, you just lost potentially the easiest game on your schedule. They're not going to the playoffs. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, the risk factor for Colorado seems a little lower just because they Mm -hmm. got the one one out of the way. Yes, they are favored in this game, but it's probably not the end of the world if they were to lose it. Mm -hmm. Right. No, I mean, if they do lose it, it'd be because Nebraska, you know, just gets super fired up. They, hey, mm-hmm. you know, the coaches coach their asses off during the week and come up with a, an amazing game plan to really counter what Colorado can do. Yeah. Um, I do think there would be some freak out, but it's also perspective. It's college football. This is non-conference. Like, at the end of the year, mm-hmm. you can take a loss in non-conference and still have a great season. Yeah. yeah. To me, it's like the end of a game of horse. Like, they just hit, like, a free throw guy the other guys missed the shot and it's like okay time to prove it like you just hit the shot right. you know you can do it it's easy like mm-hmm. you should have this one yep. but and as soon as they do that then all of a sudden they've arrived you know that's mm-hmm. that's a legit top program in the country top team in the country why can't they compete for a pac-12 title sure. so this is just like the one that on paper seems like they should have it and if they do then they're just you're off and running yep. yeah it's this is for real i mean this is the potential just hype train accelerator oh yeah it's funny man like i've i've watched cu football a lot i've been around in my whole life it's never been at this level Mm -hmm. but you do feel like with a win a week from now it would be like doubled tripled quadrupled i don't even know what it would be like um the potential it's just like it's never been like this yeah it just never has it's just uh it's been a wild ride so far and i mean at this point it's like i'm not gonna put limitations on Mm -hmm. coach prime in this team like after what i saw last week like that was one of the best quarterback performances of the year that we're gonna see and it was in week one um you know there's a lot of people you know the books included i don't think they've really caught up to the talent that colorado Mm -hmm. has and i think that you know they win this game and if they win it in convincing and dominating fashion that's when everyone starts to realize, all right, this team is not only number 22. They are much better than that. They are yep. going to make some noise this year. To me, that's just where the floor just shoots up. Because yep. even mm-hmm. right now, like, I'm bought in. I think I think the Buffs are legit. I think they can contend for Pac-12 title. Yep. And, and if you win a Pac-12 title, good chance you're playing college football playoff, mm-hmm. which sounds crazy to say, but, like, that's you can't put a ceiling on it right now. Mm-hmm. But of all the teams you could say, like, I could see them winning the Pac-12 title, you know, which means you're now in this college football playoff conversation. How many of them could you also look at and say, you know, they the week one, you know, maybe that team isn't good. Like mm-hmm. there is that possibility. Maybe, maybe that was a little bit fluky. Maybe they caught magic in the bottle. Maybe this is still a four or five win team. And I don't think that's the case, but if you beat Nebraska, that's when you say, okay, good team. The floor is actually much higher. Floor is a bowl game. Yep. You're, you're, you're shooting for even higher. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's hit another break. After this, I want to go over keys to victory for the Buffs, keys to victory for the mm-hmm. Broncos. We'll get both sides of it uh, right after this. Uh, guys, if you are going on a road trip, if you need some snacks, mm. Circle K is the place to stop. They got gas. They also have just like the best food. There's nothing more disappointing 
if you're going to fill up on gas and you're you know you just need a snack and you walk in and they just don't have a good selection of stuff yeah yep. circle k always has a good selection uh my favorite road trip snack is sunflower seeds yes sir what's yours sunflower sunflower seeds, seeds. I always go with something never. I like those powdered sugar donuts. That's my favorite. Ooh, They're yeah. just so bad for you. They are bad. <laughs> and then you're... Exactly. It gets all over your hands, too. To I me, know. yeah. And that's the thing. And that's why last time I was on, and you said sunflower seeds, yeah. I was like, oh, wow. I really should be doing that more. So I think even though I haven't it's had a, sunflower, sunflower seeds... Sunflower seeds are tier one. Elite. Yeah. It's a been like a decade snack. for me, but I think it's my favorite yeah. now. Another, crazy. Okay. Another one I wanted to go with was beef jerky. Great. But Solid. the problem with beef jerky is it's overpriced it's just too expensive Mm -hmm. and there's a little bit of a smell factor too Mm -hmm. if you're in the car with other people definitely but those are my go-tos uh they have them at circle k thanks to circle k for sponsoring dnvr visit the nearest circle k to pick up all of your favorite finds if you're going on a road trip or if you're just filling up on gas uh, guys, make sure you got your Shady Rays on this weekend if you're at Folsom for CU. If you're going to Broncos Raiders also, take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Uh, Shady Rays, they're an independent sunglass, independent sunglass company. They've got a world-class product. You can go to ShadyRays.com, browse their entire selection. They have so many different brands, so many different styles. Whatever you're into, Shady Rays has it. You can also shop in person if that's your style. They have a location at Park Meadows Mall, a full-stop shop for all things Shady Rays. Uh, go to ShadyRays.com. This is exclusive for our listeners. Use the code DNVR. Get 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by 250,000 people. All right. Back here on the Denver Sports Podcast, presented by Breck Brew, the official beer of DNVR, talking rivalry week here in Colorado. Let's start with Broncos Raiders. Keys to victory for the Broncos. What do the Broncos need to do in order to get a win? So the Raiders have three good players. <laughs> Wait, and so really? stopping each one of those <laughs> is one of the three keys. So with Max Crosby, I mean, I brought that up. Um, Derek Thomas from the uh, from the the Chiefs. Great all-time pass rusher, 18 and a half sacks in his career against the Broncos uh, in 22 games. We already have 11 and a half in eight games for Max Crosby. So he's not at the top of the list yet, but it's climbing. And shout out to Eric Schubert from the Broncos for figuring that out because <laughs> I didn't have a pass figured out. We were in the locker room. Thank you. Where is Max Crosby in the defensive lineman power rankings? I mean, he's I mean, he's an easy top 10. Uh-huh arguable top five because okay. you have like Nick Bosa, Aaron Donald, Miles Garrett, Micah yeah. Parson, Miles Garrett. So you just, yeah. you feel like he's way, way up there, but then you start thinking about it. Like that's how any of those. So maybe tier go. two. Exactly. Um, in the top 10, but in tier two. Exactly. But again, like I said before, if he were based on his career paces, if he played the Broncos every game for season, all time sack record mm-hmm. plays the rest of the NFL, seven and a half sacks. So mm, how much of the, how much of, Max Crosby's like standing within the league just comes from what he's done to, you know, either Garrett Bowles or whoever the right tackles been. But so you got to stop him. Luckily, Mike McGlinchey um, played him when he was playing for the 49ers last year, handled him pretty well overall. A couple of mistakes early. Great. The rest of the way. Um, they're probably going to double team a bunch. You can do that because they don't have any other good defensive players. Um, should I two and three? 
Yeah, who's the uh, who's the second of the three good players on uh, the Raiders? Josh Jacobs. Okay. He 143 yards per carry in wins last year, 71 yards per carry in losses. Uh, he had six 100-yard games. The Raiders won five of those games. They only won six games all season. Like, either either he plays well or they lose, mm-hmm. and he's played really well against the Broncos. Uh, so so stopping him is very 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 important. I know that. The Broncos really want to stop him, and the veterans are very frustrated by the fact that they haven't in the past. So that's number two. Then number three, you've got Devontae Adams, who beat up on Pat Sertan in the second game last year. Mm-hmm. I think four catches on five targets, um, 80-something yards on those plays, uh, two touchdowns, went to the end zone, camera picks him up saying, like, he's not ready, he's too young. Um, mm. So that's a went Game before, though, Pat played great. Pat held him to five catches on nine targets, uh, 6.6 yards per target, which is below average for an NFL passing game, which is what you're hoping for when you leave somebody one-on-one. Um, and I think that it's going to be up to Pat to, you know, he's 23 now. He's he's an old man. He's got to be the seasoned veteran ready to to handle Devontae on his own and shut him down. And if he does that, I mean, if you handle all three of those keys, I mean, the Raiders legitimately don't have another good player. So that's just an yeah. automatic win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you shut down all three, this might be like 40 to three. If you can so just it does limit have blow up potential. Exactly. If you just limit mainly them. Mainly because of how bad the Raiders are outside of those three guys. Exactly. You limit those guys, then you still get a win. Yeah. You don't have to mm-hmm. totally shut them all down. That's crazy. Yeah. Right. Uh, Pat Sertan was on the DNVR Broncos podcast oh, hell this yeah. week. <laughs> I know. He's on our. Sh- he's on your guys' show once per week. Yeah. Rumor is he will be on next Tuesday. Just next Tuesday. That. I was actually oh. talking to him today. And we were talking because he's from Bama. It's like, yeah, that Bama-Texas game tomorrow is going to be awesome. It's like late, so I'm going to be able to watch it. Bar's going to be packed. It's like, mm-hmm. damn right, the bar's going to be packed. It's going to be crazy. That, But he brought it up. He was like, that bar's going to be insane. It's like, yeah. Is he coming day. to the bar? Um, I don't think so, but he did. Mm. His you eyes lit up when he talked about it. So, that, that's yeah. the thing about the DNVR bar. I mean, Derek yeah. White was here watching yeah. the CU, TCU last week. You never know who's going to be at the DNVR bar. Derek was a good time, too. He was like weirdly tuned in to my Montana Grizzlies football game I was watching. <laughs> he kept trading our hats oh and he has like God. a weirdly small head, which was the point. So it just like he, he does have a really small head. It was weird. Yeah. It was weird. Derek White, small head. Yeah. Derek yeah. White, fun guy too. But awesome guy to watch a Buffs game with. Yes. Very, yeah. very awesome guy. Yeah. He walked in. Everybody's just like, that's Derek White. <laughs> so, yeah. Everybody was like that. But then. We were watching the game going crazy, and it was just like everybody was treating him like a regular yeah. CU fan. Yeah, it all it all came back. Yeah. And I was thinking like, okay, because we knew he was walking in. It's yeah. like right at kickoff, bars packed. I thought there was going to be like applause or something. It's like, <laughs> oh, dang, dang. Well, know? he is a Celtic, so it's... They, yeah. I know, it's tough. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, one more piece of information from that. He does think the Celtics are better than the Nuggets. Oh, no. So... <laughs> Derek. <laughs> Guy's crazy. Derek. <laughs> how, how could he? How? What is his premise for that? I don't know. Oh, that's for um, a different show. It is. <laughs> All right. See you, Nebraska. What are what are the couple of biggest keys for the Colorado Buffs to get a win tomorrow? I mean, just sustaining momentum. Really, the first one you got to keep that up offensively because if this turns into, you know, a scoring match, just trying to get into the 30s or 40s, even I think CU wins this game handily. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to control Jeff Sims. He Mm-hmm. struggles throwing the football Nebraska quarterback yep uh, the Nebraska quarterback he did run for 91 yards mm-hmm. uh, last week against Minnesota though and I mean it's like any other you know running college football quarterback they are doing designed runs they're going to make you play 11 on 11 football mm-hmm. purely mm-hmm. and uh, so stop the run uh, make Jeff Sims be a thrower 
I really don't think this yep. team is able to match up with Colorado in terms of the talent on the outside on either side of the ball. I don't think they have the weapons that can really get open against Travis and Omari and Cooper. I don't think they have the guys that can cover Travis and Jimmy Horn and Zay and Dylan out of the backfield. So nobody does. Um, just sustain momentum, really limit turnovers, force them into passing uh, situations, and I think they win this game pretty easily. Pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why is the spread what it is? I don't know. Is that just people not believing in the talent on the roster court I th- yet? I think so. I walked out of the TCU game. And I was like, all right, this game is going to be right now. It should be CU minus like 13 and a half uh-huh. or something, at least double digits. I was shocked when I saw it was still it, then I think it was five and a half. And I was like, that's not enough. It's at two and a half now. I know it's what crazy. is happening. It went from five something to three. And now it's at two and a half. It's crazy. ridiculous. So, yeah, people aren't paying attention again, as it's been happening yeah. all offseason. And, um, you know, Shador is one of the best quarterbacks in the country. And. If you have the better quarterback in football, you're going to win a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of games. It yeah. is true though that Nebraska wants it really bad. Yes, mm-hmm. and in college football, more than maybe like any other sport, wanting it really matters. Mm-hmm. Except yeah. for maybe like boxing. <laughs> like, Both guys like, take the, just kind of like, oh, want it. I'm not going down. Yeah, but yeah, no, college football is weird. <laughs> Except for boxing, <laughs> right? I feel like that's the other one. Like you take the, if you can just take the punches, yeah, just keep going. Yeah. I guess at some point your brain just stops. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, at Get some point, usually. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, my, my biggest question about Colorado is the defense. Uh-huh. I'm a total believer in the offense. The offensive talent is ridiculous. Uh-huh. I mean, in the backfield, wide receiver. Shadur Sanders missed, like, maybe one throw against yeah. TCU. But they did give up 42 points. Yep, that's a lot. And, you know, part of me thinks, like, defense usually comes together after the offense. They have, obviously, an entire new defensive team. Um, Are you worried about the defense, or do you think it's better than it looked in week one? I mean, I think they just played a pretty explosive offense. Or is it just really impossible to stop anybody in college, kind of? I mean, it's a little bit of that, too. I mean, Mm -hmm. this was basically going to – that was a Big 12 football game last weekend for, you know, uh, just classification purposes, I guess. Obviously, CU's doing that next year. But it was wide open. Defense was kind of Mm -hmm. optional. But that being said, I mean, Travis – they tried testing Travis. Mm -hmm. Uh, They got a few early, and then he just started to – just take over Omari and Cooper, the other corner, didn't allow a catch all game. Trevor had the interception. So stopping the run with them is going to be the big issue because TCU, I think, ran for uh, 200 plus on them. Um, yeah. So limiting that is obviously going to be the 207. Oh, no, 262. There you oh, go. God. Yeah. So I'm, but they, I pass, they passed bad. for 279. They ran for 262. I mean, they gave up a long 74-yard run. I know I True. hate when people do that stuff, too. Take out yeah. the longest run. <laughs> and look at, but it that was, that the, was the Mel Tucker thing. Yes. It's like, yeah, you know, those explosive plays, like our defense has been great, if not for these 60-yard touchdowns. Yeah, it's like, well, like, that's kind of the problem. Yeah, exactly. You're giving up the explosive plays. And the thing plays. is, like, you're not turning that 60-yard touchdown to nothing. Like, turn it into, like, a 20-yard right. game, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. one of the storylines coming out of last week was, so you didn't get any sacks, they didn't get any tackles for a loss. Hmm. But I, they were getting pressure mm-hmm. on Morris. Like, Mm-hmm. He's just a very athletic quarterback. They got another one this week. Morris was able to just kind of scramble around. There were mm-hmm. multiple times they tackled him two, three, four yards down the field. You know, a less athletic quarterback, that's a sack. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you are playing another athletic quarterback this week. What so. was the score that Nebraska... Was that they lose 10-7? 13-10? 13-10. 13-10. I do think that Minnesota's defense probably held up better than Colorado's will. I think that, like, 
if if the buffs hold Nebraska at 10 points, I'd be surprised. But, I mean, I've mm-hmm. been surprised before, so what does that really yeah. count for? But I think it's more likely they they give up double that. And Nebraska had one touchdown last week, and it was on a <laughs> trick play that <laughs> a was almost a disaster. That offense is bad. Yes. And they somehow scored on it. That Crazy, offense man. is bad. Insane. Except, yep. I mean, but, again, you don't contain the quarterback. All of a sudden, there's 60 yards out of nowhere. Exactly. Like, he can bust one for, like, 70, 80 yards on yep. the first play of a drive, and mm-hmm. it's like, all right, now mm-hmm. things have definitely changed. So Yeah. Getting back to the Broncos, Hank. Mm-hmm. What are what are your realistic expectations for Russell Wilson in this game on Sunday, week one, and going forward this season? Ooh, it's that's a big question because it's the question of the exactly, season. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like this week, you have Cortland Sutton. You probably don't have Jerry Judy. You got Marvin Mims, the rookie. And uh, after that, you're looking at uh, like Brandon Johnson. Don't know who that is. Lil Jordan Humphrey. Don't know who he is either. Uh, <laughs> And then we, that might actually be the only, they might only play four receivers if okay. Jared is hurt. See, that's the thing is like the weapons this week are not great. And that could give you like a false negative. The thing is, if things go well, it won't be a false positive because you are playing, you're playing against a bad team, but you're playing with tough weapons. So, I mean, it, this week, if he goes out there and just is efficient, even, even if he has like the Patrick Mahomes game from last night, um, where you're like, oh, how do the receivers not make those plays? That could be a good sign, just knowing sure. you don't have all of your weapons right now. So yeah. I think reasonable expectation, go out there, throw for 230, complete better than 60% of your passes. Uh, don't turn the ball over. That's a fair expectation and would probably be like a decent sign for the season. I mean, what? You, you reasonably want 3,500 yards. You want... 25 touchdowns you want to keep it to single digit interceptions and again i think if you get that that's probably a reasonable expectation after last year i think you'd probably be pretty excited about it yeah it's funny man because i kind of expected the hype on russell wilson a a russell wilson bounce back Mm -hmm. to be a little bit stronger yeah like sean payton coming in quarterback Mm -hmm. whisperer look what he's done with quarterbacks his whole career russell wilson was playing for a terrible coach now they have competency there but i kind of get the sense that everybody's just like oh we'll see yep exactly i i expected more positive vibes around russell wilson than there are heading into week one that's fair but it is it's bleak right now it's been bleak in broncos country for at least five years, probably six years. Yep. Yeah. And and that's just so tough to pull out from. And when how many how many Broncos fans were like watching Russell Wilson play more than three times a season before last year? Like it wasn't a lot. Like Not you, a lot. You you knew you knew that he was good. You knew they won a Super Bowl. You knew that the defense was the best part of the team in that Super Bowl run. Mm-hmm. The running game was probably second. Um but you knew he was like a, a, a very good he was a Pro Bowl quarterback. But then what they've seen a lot more of is just what he did last year and that it wasn't good and that he was 34. This is age 35 season mm-hmm. and he's a mobile quarterback and you're hoping that he improves. Like th- there's just so many things that weigh it down, but there's also the fact that Sean Payton could put quarterbacks in better situations than probably any coach alive. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get those quick hitters. Like you're going to get them to the line in time to read the coverage and know what's going on and know right. what to expect. You're going to get those running backs out of the backfield. Like th- there will be enough easy plays that, He's, he's going to be better for sure and probably significantly. Yeah. 
Do you have any hope for Russell Wilson? I mean, man, last year just left such a sour taste in my mouth. And mm -hmm. obviously, you know, everything is going to be better in terms of the scheme, in terms of yep. just play calling, like situational stuff. They're going to get timeouts at the right time. Like, right. I don't expect, you know, the, the crowd to be counting down the play clock, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like, those are the things that I'm most optimistic about with this team. Uh, Russ would be, a, it'd be behind that for sure. Um, like you said, he's 35 and he was a running quarterback and that was how he really like did his damage in Seattle. Those plays where he's, you know, shifting a little bit, just like knifing through little openings and then people think, oh no, he's running, running, running. And then he just flips it up for a pass real quick. Like we need to see more mm -hmm. of that for me right. to get fully back on the rush train. Yeah, yep. me too. I'm not hopeful. I'm not optimistic yeah. about Russell Wilson, but I hope Sean Payton proves me wrong. How uh, much could things change for you on Sunday? If he comes out and looks great, yeah, I will. I will be <laughs> on my way to being bought in yeah. if he looks great. Yeah. yeah, just because Sean Payton is, in theory, such a big upgrade as a coach. Yep, mm -hmm. and like that can do a lot for just a team. So. Mm -hmm. Um, even if it's against the Raiders, I'll be a little mm -hmm. bought in. Absolutely. To yeah. me, though, it's it's not like the TCU game where it's like, oh, you beat TCU? I'm all the way bought no, in. No, like, you guys yeah. are great now. Right. Because like, it's not yeah. like that. Because going into the TCU game, I don't know about you, but I didn't know if the buffs were good or bad. Like, yeah. I mean, they, they could have <laughs> yeah. been, they could have come out of that game and they would have, like, lost. I've been like, all right, like, they still got a lot mm -hmm. of work to do. They still got a ways to go. I had no idea what to expect. The Broncos, I feel like we we know what to expect. Yeah, that's yeah. a tough part. No. Yeah, this haven't had as much change. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, let's hit a final break. On the other side, I'm going to get some predictions for these guys for Colorado, Nebraska, Broncos, Raiders. I uh, can't wait to hear what they have to say. Oh yeah, Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR, the beer of the month is the Broncos Country Pale Ale. You can get it for six dollars here at the DNVR bar. It's going to be packed tomorrow. I know that. It's going to be a good crowd Sunday for Broncos Raiders. I know that. Uh, it's going to be popping all weekend here. Corner Colfax in New York. Stop in. Broncos Raiders, Buffs, Huskers. Huge weekend of football coming up here at the DMVR bar. We have tons of Breck Brew on tap, uh, but make sure to get that Broncos Country Pale Ale, the beer of the month, $6 at the DMVR bar. All right, back here on the Denver Sports Podcast Rivalry Week. Let's start with Buffs, mm -hmm. Huskers. What's your prediction, Jake? And then I want kind of one storyline that you think is going to emerge from this game. Score prediction? Is that what you're sure, asking? sure. I'm going to say 42-13. A blowout. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's a blowout. Yeah. That's yeah. an ass whooping. Yeah, I think they're going to kick their ass. Um, I think the narrative coming out of this game is Shador Sanders is a legitimate top three Heisman contender this mm -hmm. season. Mm. That was very similar to mine. Yeah. I was thinking 52-21. Oh, 52-21. But then mine is like, which which Buffalo is in best position yeah. in the Heisman race? Because right, right now there's three. Shador Sanders, Dylan Edwards, Travis Hunter. Yep. It's like, yeah, we got these other running backs coming back. And it's like... I'm sure they're great. Yeah. I also might just let Dylan Edwards run until it doesn't work. And mm -hmm. then as soon as it doesn't work, then you start rotating yeah. more. But for now, like, if he's giving you four touchdowns a game, like, ride that till it dries up. Mm -hmm. Does Travis Hunter play more or less snaps than he did in week one? Ooh, great question. Or about the same? 
Uh, I'm gonna say he plays less because yep. I think that uh, the game is in hand. <laughs> they won't need exactly. him as much. Yeah, you yeah. don't run him in the ground for no He'll reason. He'll have his shoulder pads off by the end of the fourth quarter. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Do sure. you let him play against CSU? Is the question Ooh. for me. Like, do you just say like, ah, maybe just take a take a little bye week here. We'll be fine without. Or you. just play one side of the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would technically be like an off week for him. Yeah. I mean, crazy. he could maybe just play the first half against CSU and it's over. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> All right, so Buffs blowout, huge game for Shador Sanders. Top three Heisman with Caleb Williams and somebody else. Um, I really like what Michael Penix did last mm-hmm. year, quarterback for Washington, mm-hmm. um, or last uh, last week. Last week, yeah. Big what about week. Bo Nix? Nah, <laughs> nah I can't do it. Can't he does do hate Bo Nix. <laughs> All right, Broncos Raiders, Hank, what's your prediction and what's one big storyline you think comes out of it? Wow. Uh thirty seventeen Broncos win. Mm. I know it took me I was like, I should really make sure this lines up with what I said on the Broncos podcast. Can't just be throwing random numbers <laughs> right, everywhere. Right. Um but yeah, I do think like the the Broncos might not have a huge talent differential very often this season. Um I think the general consensus is that they have a pretty average roster, maybe even below average roster. But I do think this is one of the weeks where even if you're pretty low on the team in general, which I'm honestly not there is a gap here. Mm-hmm. There, There is a gap between what the Raiders have and what the Broncos have. And I think that it just, it's so clear what needs to be done to win this game that if you have Sean Payton as your head coach, you should be just fine. Like he can find a way to stop Max Crosby mm-hmm. to at least keep an eye on Devontae Adams. You put Pat's there to start the game. And if you need to help out, you help out and figure out how to slow down the running. Game. Like it's Sean Payton. He knows how to do those things when the, objectives are so clear you know exactly what you're getting um i think he can handle it so 30 17 to me and i think i I don't think there's much buzz i think there might be a little some murmurs where it's like hey maybe maybe it's possible this will be fun but i don't think many people are just gonna all of a sudden jump on the train Mm -hmm. who do you think has a good game for the broncos though Mm, i'll go I mean, I'll the defensive, holding them to 17 points, it is the Raiders, but like yep. that'd be a solid showing, I would think. Yeah, it'd be very solid. And that's what Justin Simmons is tempting because I do think he doesn't get the attention that he deserves. Um, you know, led the NFL in interceptions last year, was right there the year before. Like, he's the best center fielder type safety in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And you're playing Jimmy Garoppolo, and the book on him is he's really good at running an offense. He'll hit every throw. He gets the ball in playmakers' hands. He'll right. let him get off in, into space and run. Um, and there's a few differences between him and Tom Brady, uh, who, you know, it's the Josh McDaniels type thing, play for the Patriots. Right. The biggest one, though, is that he gives you two, maybe three really dumb throws a game. <laughs> he does. And when you have Pat Sertan, who's great at picking the ball off, I think that's an easy choice. It's like one of those gets to him. He gets a pick. He's off and running. I could see it. Yeah, I could see it. Sutton might have a big game, too. All right. Yeah. No Love other that. receivers. Uh, score prediction. I'm going to say 24-17 Broncos win. Mm-hmm. Close um, game. Close game, I think, uh, you know, comes down to the fourth quarter. I think that Sean Payton's just a better coach, and I think that's really what shows in this game. Um, You know, limiting Josh Jacobs Mm -hmm. in the run game, I think, is massive. I think Pat has a real opportunity here. We know what he is. He's Mm -hmm. arrived for us, right? I think he can really arrive and solidify himself as the best corner in the game with a good showing against Devontae Adams. I want to see that. I want to see some sacks, man. We haven't had pass rush really since Vaughn was yep. in his prime, mm-hmm. actual prime here in Denver. Give me some sacks. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see that we have a pass rush and just a well-coached football team. That'd be nice. Yep. Yes. That'd be nice. It's 
there'll be better. It's just it. I can't give any details because we're not allowed to report what's said at practice. <laughs> but I really wish I could because you just stand there and you watch these practices and get. For me, I started last year, so I only yeah. know Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. This is sorry not you. Nathaniel Hackett. This is like oh, this is like five hundred level, whatever the top level classes is. Whereas last mm. year is like. 100 level classes intro to <laughs> intro to communication yeah, yeah and also like the professor's probably wrong like, <laughs> right. like, like right. it's like a low level class and it's also like hmm, i th- i think I, it reminds me of like high school health he's just banking on <laughs> yeah. he's banking on so, nobody doing the reading so exactly. just... like there's like there's a whole page in my health book about like uh marijuana and like you read it and you're like i don't Marijuana. think any of this is actually true like <laughs> I, I think i can google this and it's just not that's that was nathaniel hackett mm. uh, yeah I love great it. Great analogy. That yeah. was a great analogy. <laughs> Thanks. That was great. Yeah. That, it's funny because the my biggest concern, again, like not being at Buffs practices and not mm-hmm. being inside the program, my biggest concern with the Buffs setting into week one was that they just wouldn't look competent. Yeah. You know, yep. an entirely new team that is just coming together, new coaching staff, but they looked like the most competent team in the country. The, so this coaching staff is for real. Yeah, I mean that's what it got, seems like. Oh, dude, they've got so much NFL experience, uh, so much college football experience, national title experience, uh, recruiting experience, getting some of the best players in the country over the last 10, 15 years, and they're coaching the hell out of this team, man. Mm-hmm. And it all starts with Coach Prime. He has something to prove with this mm-hmm. that he can do this, that he can you know flip college football on its head, change the game, is what he'll say. And build a roster over one offseason and show that mm-hmm. I can bring in players to win anywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's a good place to end it. Um, before we get out of here, I do want to mention we have two game time game of the weeks this week. Mm-hmm. Colorado, Nebraska, tomorrow morning, Saturday morning, 10 a.m. at Folsom Field. Then Broncos Raiders on Sunday afternoon. You can get tickets on game time. Um, definitely for Broncos Raiders. Limited yes. tickets available yeah. for Colorado, Nebraska, though. Um, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Have a great weekend. Enjoy these games. Talk to you guys next week.